being that this is that's my only published i'm working on something else right now i think the pro um of a journal or just self-publishing is that you get complete control over it the con is that maybe you don't have the knowledge base to make it as profitable or as successful as you do you feel like it should be because there like i said there is a lack of knowledge in publishing and it literally takes a lot of you know off the clock work to um figure out how to make it popular how to make it pop and i think that's the that's the con is because you 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 feel like you have a good idea but how can you make it to where everybody feels the same way i guess enough to buy it we are not telling you to quit your job here at off the clock the healthcare entrepreneurs podcast we are teaching you exactly how to gain your freedom as a healthcare professional in places that school never taught you this is OTC University, and class is in session. Welcome to another edition of Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneur Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Mr. Carl Bourne Jr., and I'm joined by my main man, Mr. Paulo Chang. Paul, say what's up to the people. What up, people? It's your boy, Paul. People, people, people. As always, we love to bring you special guests, and this week is no exception. Very, very excited today to, to talk to our nurse practitioner, healthcare hero today. Um, without further ado, guys, I do want to go ahead and introduce the lovely Miss Tia Laban, who is also the author of A Moment with God, which we'll get into throughout the podcast. But Tia, thank you so much for joining us. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. How about you? I'm doing well. We're excited to talk to you today. So let's dive right into it. Right. So right out the gate, before we even get into the journal, before we even get into everything else, tell us, what was it that caused you to pursue the field of nursing? And what was it that made you say, you know what, I don't just want to be a BSN or, or, or just, you know, an associate nurse, but I want to go all the way to nurse practitioner. Well, originally, I decided to become a nurse because I think my um, when I was about 15, my my father passed away um, from a terminal terminal illness. He had um, he was diagnosed with AIDS. So I had a firsthand look at what that looked like. Um, And during that time, during that age, a lot of people weren't talking about it It was just he's sick. So um, after his passing, it was it was very, very like interesting to me about healthcare and genetics and caring for people and, you know, getting past those stigmas of, you know, those types of illnesses. And so um, when I did get my degree, um, I started working at a federally funded underserved hospital here in Houston. And I saw exactly what was going on um, with the underserved population. And it's like, oh there's a lack of education, there's a lack of that that time that's spent with these patients. So I just felt like I didn't want to get stuck in that rut of just going to work every day and, you know, um, acknowledging orders. I wanted to be a part of the team that actually had an input in, in treatment plans and, you know, try to see if I can make anything better for um, for my patients. Okay. I love that. And I love, you know, I don't think we've actually had a guest who told us that they worked at a federally, federally funded hospital. Mm-hmm. That's really dope. Um, especially because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people tend to steer away from positions like that. 
Now, I, I kind of want to ask a little bit about what your experience was like and how it allowed you to get to where you are. And I ask that because um, I just want to kind of get, you know, a base. I want listeners to get a basis of, you know, what kind of person were you and how did it lead you to like saying, okay, you know, what, I'm just going to go and, you know, do more than just nursing, but I want to do it in a different, you know, fashion or fact, like what led you to being to where, where you are today currently? Um, you know, I think for me, it, where I am now, it's, Nursing is my passion. It's what I love, but um, journalism and writing is also something that I've been passionate about too. So it's, it's more so like just my life experiences have kind of shaped me to be a person that is giving and a person that um, wants to do multiple things and help people in several different facets, not just in one avenue. So, so, with that being said, uh, let's, let's let's talk a little bit about the about the journal now. What was tell us a little bit? What was the inspiration behind creating that? Like, how did that come into play? Well, I had um, I think I had like a quarter life crisis, and <laughs> I think for most professionals, we get to a place where you're hitting all these checkpoints. You know, I graduated school. What do I do now? What do I do? And I just found myself just so busy and overwhelmed with doing life and getting caught up with life that just everything kind of just hit me all at once. I became a parent. I was just overwhelmed, and um, one day I just got on my knees and I was like, you know what? I need just a moment with God to talk to him and, you know, kind of manifest what I want my life to look like moving forward. And literally that, that title stuck in my head, a moment with God, cause I would go in my closet and I would have five, 10 minutes of whatever busy day that I have. And I would get one of my, uh, uh, what is that? Their like, testimonials. And I would find a subject that I was struggling with, whether it was anxiety, whether it was faith, gratitude, and I would find a scripture and I would just say, you know, Lord help me with, Lord, you know, um, give me strength too. And then I would literally write a prayer out and that, and I started doing that on like random sheets of paper. And so 2018 came and I, um, I said, you know what, I'm going to figure out a way to share this with other people because it's helped me so much. I literally wrote for a year and then the start of 2018, I literally started seeing all of my prayers start to slowly kind of come true. And I'm like, I'm really speaking life into the things that I want. So that's literally where it came from. I love that. And, you know, the 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 big thing, and I want to speak to it, um, it's something that I think even Carl and myself have experienced this year in our business and everything we've been doing. And I never used to believe it, right? So I'll just I'll just put that out there for the listeners. I never used to believe it is the power not only behind just writing down what you want to happen, but being able to see it, right? I always used to like just like write it down and just be like, cool, like I've journaled it, whatever. And then you know, and then I recently started like making vision boards, and for mm-hmm. me, those really started to play into into effect simply because. Now that I constantly have that reminder about what I'm working towards, it almost puts that drive and purpose behind the words I'm speaking, behind the things I'm writing down mm-hmm. to, to like, all right, I need to make sure I do my part to get here, right? So the mm-hmm. question I have for you is, you know, as you were writing a lot of these things and you're saying, okay, this is what I want to happen. I'm taking the time to actually logically write it down. Um, what was there a certain process you'd say, or do you just like kind of write it and just be like, whatever, was there a certain method to what you're doing um, that allowed you to be like, be able to be at a place where you have the clarity 
and to be able to um, conceptualize the very words you wanted to come into existence? Yeah, I think for me, I had, um, during that time, I think a lot of people don't speak to it, but I started going to therapy and a lot of the things that I was struggling with, I started to speak it out, right? So, you know, a lot of people think, that if you go to therapy, then there's an issue. You know, sometimes you have to get that mental clarity to, in order for you to be able to take those next steps. So for me, like you said, you would, you would do a vision board. I literally write to myself everywhere on my mirror. I write four or five things I want to complete in the month. And I literally see it. It's on my mirror right now. I see save, decrease debt. I see it every day. So I feel like I, I'm working at my goals all the time constantly so it's a weekly goal a monthly goal I always do um for year 2021 I want 21 things that I want to accomplish whether big or small for the year so I'm constantly working on improving myself as time passes I'm not gonna lie to you I'm definitely about to steal that that 21 things that sounds pretty dope yeah yeah I'm gonna have to add that one to my arsenal for next year but the 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 question that that I want to want to ask you now uh just because you know, obviously, when you put something out there that is uniquely your own, you know, it, it takes a certain level of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And it also takes a certain level of uh, courage to do it, because there's always the thought like, ah, oh, you know, why would anyone, you know, really care about what I have to put out there? So the question that I want to ask you based off of that is just, let's say it, and if you don't want to look at like like this and you want to kind of shift the question, you, you can. But like, let's just say from a standpoint of like, if you were giving someone uh, a sales pitch, what would you say like essentially differentiates your journal from other journals with a similar concept? Um, I would say that my journal actually has 13 scriptures in it that I, that literally have changed my life. Um in the journal, it it gives you, you know, gives you the space, enough space to write everything that you want to write in it, you know, and it's, it's real honest, Lord, forgive me for Lord, I'm struggling with help me with. Um, and I, and I actually did actually have a prayer journal prior to that, but it wasn't what I needed. You know, it didn't give me the space because I'm, I'm wordy. So it gave me the, the space to really write down my prayers and talk to God. And it was just, black and white mine is full of color and you know i think that um if it was a sales pitch i say you know for me it literally changed the trajectory of my life at that point me just writing everything and that i feel like that's what set apart because every scripture in there means something um can mean something to you know whoever it is that that may be struggling so i gotta ask mm-hmm. i gotta ask and you know the crazy part is i don't think a lot of people can mentally put together how hard it can be to put a journal together right Mm -hmm. but i know a lot of people a lot of people want to do it everybody wants to do it so for those that are interested in doing the same thing you did what would that process be like when it comes to creating their journal or a journal um for me it just took the research because i had the idea so all I did honestly was look online, look on Pinterest, and I looked at different templates um, of of what they were putting out, and I tried to kind of steer away from them. It's like ah, that won't work. 
Um, so it was just more so like, yeah, that's a good idea, but now nah, this will probably be better. So I, I just went and looked at my old journal that I had and kind of just took notes from there and just kind of tailored it towards mostly the, the 25 to 35 year old population. Um, Cause most of us are working. We are kind of in that confusing stage in our life. We, we, we know what we want. We just kind of trying to figure out how to get there. Um, so I did that first. Second thing is to try to figure out how you're going to publish it. So I ended up Googling. I, um, Amazon has their own self-publishing site. So I Googled through there um, and then went to KDP and they kind of actually walk you through it. All you have to do is either find a really good graphic designer or you can use templates online. For myself, I have um, a graphic designer that's really close to me. So I kind of gave him the idea and he designed my cover. He did the, the, I said, I wanted flowers. He, we just spoke about it and he literally put it together. So I was blessed in that, in that format that I had an actual graphic designer that went to the Art Institute for specifically graphic design. So in that part, it may cost you a little money, but you know, if you're doing it yourself, there are definitely templates that you can do or, or buy the software to um, do it. And then basically you upload it to KDP um, on Amazon. Um, and then they basically set your price or they they set your your printing price for you so if you price it higher that's how you get your royalties so you know they they would probably take more so if it was just my advice i would definitely if you next time going around um i would definitely get the like a, a stock of the author's copy and independently sell them versus just selling it through amazon because you'll actually get your money's worth doing it that way versus letting them print and ship for you What would you say was the most difficult part of creating the journal for you? Um, not formatting. It was more so for me being vulnerable and putting it out. So I think that was the most difficult part. I had to figure out how to market it. I had to figure out how I wanted to present it. Um, I wanted it to be um, put out on a very significant date. And I, I released it on Easter Sunday of 2019, 2019, um, just because, you know, that's the day that God rose again, and he started fresh and new, and so I kind of had to semi-market it or pre-sell it up until Easter Sunday, and then it was available for sale, so I think just knowing me, and I had to kind of stand by behind what I was saying, you know, and just kind of put my story out there and said, look, you know, I was in a really bad, bad place, but this is how I got to whatever it is that y'all are seeing on Instagram. It looks great, but it takes a lot of work behind the scenes. And this is what I've been doing. And this is how I turned a lot of the things that were going on in my life around. And now I'm actually living in what I spoke of. The, the question I have, and I think, you know, especially a lot of our listeners, um, are entrepreneurs mm -hmm. is and i was trying to you know make sure i can ask some version of this is when it comes to understanding the struggles of this journey mm -hmm. and you know because i always try to deter from i'm not going to call it like cynicism or realism or whatever word people use but i always try to like deter from just like wanting everything to sound as if you know, every day just there's a sun rising and things are great and nothing yeah. ever goes wrong. Mm -hmm. So throughout this process, what would you say might have been the biggest obstacle 
you found yourself having to overcome or what's something that left you like just being like, yo, is this, <laughs> is this worth it? You know, like, <laughs> do you ever have moments like that? Yeah, because um, just to be honest, I, I put it out because it's something that worked for me, right? There's not a lot of people that are journaling. There's not a lot of people who um, are kind of at that space in their life. And you would like to, you would like to think that everything that you put out is going to make you a whole bunch of money and that people are going to be receptive to it. it. That's, that was the hardest part is because some days it would sell and really, you know, some months I would make money off of it. And there's others where it was literally just, I broke even or I didn't have any sales. So that was kind of the hardest part is because you're trying to find your market and you're trying to really push it. And I, the, the hardest part for me was trying to figure out, okay, I can do word of mouth. I can promote on my social media, but how is it that people get it either sponsored or it's everywhere? You see it on Facebook, you see it everywhere. So that was the hardest thing about entrepreneurship because it's literally trial and error. It's literally just putting your idea out there and just hoping that it sticks. And some, like I said, sometimes it does and sometimes it does not. So that was the, that's, that is still the hardest part for me. So I don't know, I don't know if there's a ton of information in terms of this that you can give, but just to kind of ask, you know, again, for anyone who, you know, they're listening to this episode and they're like, you know, I actually had an idea of self-publishing a journal myself. I just didn't know where to start. We've given them that now so far Mm -hmm. in, in the episode. Now, the question I want to ask is, what would you say are the pros and cons of going with the self-publishing route? Um, being that this is, that's my only published, I'm working on something else right now. I think the pro um, of a journal or just self-publishing is that you get complete control over it. The con is that maybe you, you don't have the knowledge base to make it as profitable or as successful as you, you feel like it should be. Because there, like I said, there is a lack of knowledge in publishing and it literally takes a lot of, you know, off the clock work to um, figure out how to make it popular, how to make it pop. And I think that's the that's the con is because you 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 feel like you have a good idea, but how can you make it to where everybody feels the same way, I guess, enough to buy it? You know, um, that's an that's an interesting phrase. How can you make everyone feel the same way enough to buy it? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, you know, struggle with with trying to make that their end goal, mm-hmm. you know? And I always try to say this, like, when it comes to sales, sales is about storytelling, y'all. It's, it's, not, about, it's not about being the most well-versed with the most techniques. You could have read all the Zig Ziglar books you want, but unless you can be able to convey an experience, a story, some emotion. Mm-hmm. Some people are not going to purchase. So, you know, coming from the perspective of like, okay, I know um, this is not a sponsorship for those of y'all on, on YouTube, but I'm just showing it because I have it next to me, right? So there's this book um, that Carl and I have been reading called Contagious um, by Jonah Berger, right? But I know for us, like, we wanted to learn something specific. And Carl went and found, you know, this thing and said, cool, like the thing we need to know is in here. Right. And so when to do it, but like you could kind of like Google your way through trying to understand what's in here. But when it comes to people identifying, okay, you know what? They want to be able to find the journal that fits their needs. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Because the last thing you want, like, for me, I journal, just like, I just have a notebook that's empty and lined. And that's how I do it. Simply because I haven't found one that sticks out to me that says, okay, these are the things that will help me push and grow. So when somebody's thinking through that process and saying, okay, the content I'm putting here is specifically for this person, how do you go about identifying the person that will be using your journal? Because I think, like, before we even get to getting everybody to, like, be like, hey, let me buy, you have to be able to somehow identify this is who it's for. Um, so how do people identify like their target, you know, journal audience? Your target audience, yeah. Um, for me, I think just for me, I had a, a lot of um, colleagues, friends, you know, women in that age group. And my, my journal is literally, I wouldn't say it's, you can, women can only buy, but it's geared more towards women, hence the flowers and all of that, because, um, and I, and I have other people who have made journals geared towards single motherhood or, you know, those types of things. So it, it literally just depends on, um, what you feel like you have the most experience in, you know, literally. So I think that, um, for me, when I was going through the process of thinking about it, I, I didn't even think about a target audience. Honestly, I was just like, this is what's going on. I, if at any point I feel like a young woman, I think a lot of my stuff comes from me thinking back to when I first left the house, you know, 18 years old. There's so much stuff that goes on from 18 to where I am now. It's like, I, if I would have wrote all of these things down, I, you know, I feel like I would have had more clarity. So I, I really wrote my journal for young women or my age group. So I think it depends on the person and where they are in their life you know, on how they would kind of decipher with their target audience. Yeah. Okay. So how, how can you connect the process of using the journal with potential entrepreneurs? Like how can it benefit them to utilize one daily? And the reason I ask this is just because from a standpoint of myself, speaking for myself and I'd say Paul as well, we we journal because it gives us a sense of peace knowing when we wake up okay this is what we have to do today you know or or being able to essentially put those things down on paper that you know you want to accomplish or you want to be able to see come to fruition so just mm-hmm. from your standpoint like how how would you connect that process of using a journal with potential entrepreneurs and then again just how can it benefit them to utilize it daily that's it you I mean you said it that I mean that's how journaling benefits I think for any entrepreneur writing it down every day is going to help you keep everything uh for your business for your podcast for whatever it is that you're trying to to get done keeps it very very concise and organized so that way you know if it's tuesday you know you have to research this you have to contact that person you have to do this so in order for you to honestly what i've learned just in my experience in order for you to be somewhat of a successful entrepreneur or even a successful entrepreneur you have to be organized and you have to be really on top of it thinking ahead like i gotta do this follow-up two weeks it has to be really 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 you know really organized and um I think that that's, that's really the most beneficial part of uh, journaling. Okay. So I hear you, I hear you on that. Okay. I hear you on that. All right. I hear you on that. Be real with me here. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's uncomfortable, let me know it's uncomfortable. Right. I'm about to just ask hard questions. Okay. But 
I want to talk about like the process of just making decisions specifically when it comes to trying not to be perfect. Hmm. Right. <laughs> because I think, I think the number one thing plaguing humans is the need to um, make right decisions, make mm-hmm. decisions that are always correct. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely personally don't think there's ever such thing as a correct decision. I don't think there's such a thing. I just think there's a series of decisions you make and based on those decisions, things happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's such a thing as a good decision, but when you're going through this process of like putting out a journal, I know I can already, I can already hear it in the listeners voices where like people are thinking, okay, I want to do it. But then what if I don't get this right? Or what if I don't put this up? What if I, all these things that will pop up, but I know that even if somebody sets a deadline, there's just going to be something that gets them to be like, "Ah, but it's not ready. So let me hold off. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking this from the perspective of like me, I'll be honest. Some might look at it like recklessness, but I'm just out here just doing stuff. Right. Informed. I'm making informed decisions, Mm -hmm. but to the untrained eye, it might just look like, yo, this dude is just trying everything. But the big thing, and this is why I'm asking this question, the big thing is I believe that the more people practice just making decisions, the less, one, fatigue that they'll have when it comes to, like, making decision fatigue, and, two, the more they'll actually get done and the more deadlines they'll hit. So when it comes to this process, when, it, like, when you're just making those series of decisions until the day, for example, you said Easter weekend, Easter Sunday, like, that's when this is going to come out. And so you made the mental decision and you had the discipline to get there. But how does somebody discipline themselves through their decisions to ensure that once they set a date or once they set a outline of things that need to be accomplished, they'll stick to it. And they don't just like not give up at the first sign of trouble. Maybe they don't, they give up at like the 10th sign of trouble. How do they keep going day in and day out to get to that end result? Faith. You know, for me, like I said, when I made the decision to um, put the journal out, of course, I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted to be, you know, I, I second guessed and everything. And uh, once I started promoting it, I was like, yeah, no, nobody's going to like listen to me. You know, I, I mean, I'm not a churchy type person, you know, so you, you do second guess yourself. And um, at, at first I was like, mm, I don't know, maybe I should push it back. But Honestly, just like you said, you're out here just trying to, I literally just was like, you know what? This is what's on my heart. God is leading me to do this. There it is, you know? And I, like you said, I think that a lot of people think about it too much, which kind of just kind of gives them away from not really doing it. So I think that's the discipline. Just once you say you're going to do it, just do it. Don't, don't overthink it. Just go ahead and get it out there. But how would you suggest people develop that discipline right Mm. i'm asking this because like i think all right let me just be almost transparent but shout out to Mm. the listeners who don't know my story you know for me i I remember a time where i did not have the ability to self-assess my own shortcomings Mm -hmm. therefore it was very easy for me to just leave like things that went wrong in my life up to like fate or up to like somebody else influenced something that happened. And now this thing for me didn't happen. Right. But I think like when it comes to creating that discipline, there's a certain set, like there's a, there has to be a formula for success mm-hmm. in that aspect. So from your perspective, while you were going through this, 
what was that formula like for you? Like what actionable steps, like if somebody listens to this and tomorrow they said, or the next half of this episode releases, they say, you know what, I'm going to start doing these very things that um, were done. And I heard on this episode so I can get there. What would those steps be? Hmm. Well, and that's kind of hard because I'm a really disciplined person. So um, I would say think about it every day, you know, and make it, make it something that you touch in on, you, you, you do every single day, you know? And I think that once I came up with the idea in January, it took me from January, my new year's resolution until April, every single day, I'm either looking it up. You have to make it something. You can't just have an idea and just let it go. It has to be something you do every single day. Ooh, 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 how can I do this? Or how can I do that to make it more, um, marketable or this or that so it literally once you the discipline is just like i said doing it every single day and make it make it make it priority you know literally like mm, it has to be something that I think, in, in, like I said, in my experience, it, it was something that I was passionate about. It, it was something that, that was instilled in my heart. So it wasn't very hard to be accountable for it, you know. And I'm already in a, a disciplined person. But like I said, for the person that may not be, if you're not a disciplined person, you get up. And that's that should be something, the very first thing you think about is something that you do every single day. Tia, I have, I have one more question for you, just based off mm-hmm. something that you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how much you can tell us, but I'm going to shoot my shot anyway. Okay. Now you mentioned that you had something currently that, that you're, you're working on right now. Is mm-hmm. that, is that something that you want to share or, or tell the audience a little bit about like what they can expect I'm, coming from you? Yes. Well, it, I'm actually done with it. I'm still in that process of, again, trying to make it perfect. Um, so this is more so not a journal, but geared more towards, um, nurse practitioners, graduate nurse practitioners and or nurse practitioner students, or, you know, anybody that's interested in going to MP school. I think that, um, when I went to school, there wasn't very many resources. A lot of people, um, it was word of mouth, you know, how, how do I do that? How do I do this? So I'm working on something where they, people can find all of the information that they need all in one place. So more so, I want it to be, um, since it is something that's professional, I want it to be edited. And, you know, in this sense, you know, there is a lot of professional criticism. So I want to make sure that it's, <laughs> it's up to par before I put it out in, um, in, the, in the space with my colleagues. Man, this was, this was awesome. Uh, let me say on, on behalf of our team, thank you so much for coming on the show uh, we really enjoyed talking to you and, and being able to know a little bit more about what that process looks like to create a journal, you know, because there's a lot of people out there who have mentioned that before, you know, or, or said something. So for us to be able to bring someone on who's done it and mm-hmm. can, can give a blueprint, you know, it, it it means a lot. So, you know, we really appreciate you coming on. For anyone that's listening and this is, you know, their first time being exposed to you, what would be like some social media information or some contact information that you would want to leave with them? 
um my instagram i think i only have instagram um my instagram is at love l-o-v-e period deshae d-c-h-a-e love deshae um my page is public so anybody can can, can uh, follow me but yeah that's my social and for the people that are listening y'all know if you are a true fan of otc y'all know at this point what's about to happen but hey i'm gonna say it anyway so if you are trying to get in contact with us, if you want a shirt, if you want gear for exclusive content, if you want the worksheet that goes along with this episode, please text us at 321-384-6275. If you can't find the journal from today's episode and you want the direct link to it, please text us at 321-384-6275 so that we can make sure you get taken care of. Get the shirt. I got the black one. Carl has the white one on. Um, I, I personally, I haven't told anybody this, but I'm personally thinking about, you know, trying to release um, the sweaters and the hoodies out as well for OTC. So if you're trying to get those and you want to know what they look like, listen, you've got to text us at 321-384-6275 to get the inside scoop. you got to look fly, but that's all. Yes, sir. Appreciate that, Paul. To our lovely listeners. We love y'all. Thank you for rocking with us. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to OTC. We hope you enjoyed your time listening to this episode. If you got some value, hit that subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, shout out the episode, all that good stuff. We'd greatly appreciate it. Also, in addition to what Paul said with the text, if you want to find us on social media, our Instagram is at OTC University. You can find us at OTC University once again. Until next time, we appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Peace. Many blessings. Thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Clock. Don't be shy to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. See you next episode.